0: One, two, one, two, three, four. Hey everybody, it's Sam Jacobs. Welcome to the Sales Hacker Podcast. Today on the show, we've got an excerpt from a live presentation that my friend Todd Capone gave at the Chicago Roadshow for Pavilion, which we did back in May. Todd's got a new book coming out called The Transparent Sales Manager based off of some of the ideas that he articulated in his first book, The Transparency Sale. He's a well known and worldwide author, uh, internationally recognized, and a great sales consultant, teacher, and trainer, and a luminary in the Chicago uh, ecosystem. And he's going to talk about some of the key elements that make up a great uh, sales manager. Now, this is going to be in two parts. And uh, you're going to listen to the first part, and then the second part will be for Friday Fundamentals this coming Friday. Uh, And we're going to do that a couple more times over the course of the next couple of weeks with some of my guests from the Elevate Roadshow over the past couple of months. You'll hear from Ryan Dennehy, the CEO of Electric. Uh, You might hear from Ethan Butte, chief evangelist for BombBomb, and uh, and also an author. Uh, So a lot of great conversations. And you're also going to hear from Kevin Dorsey, KD who is the Dean of Frontline Sales Manager School for Pavilion and also just an incredible speaker and consultant with Winning by Design. But for now, let's listen to the first part of a presentation that Todd Capone gave to an audience of Pavilion members talking about the transparent sales manager, his new book. This episode of the Sales Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Outreach. Outreach is the first and only engagement and intelligence platform built by revenue innovators for revenue innovators. Outreach allows you to commit to accurate sales forecasting, replace manual process with real-time guidance, and unlock actionable customer intelligence that guides you and your team to win more often. Traditional tools don't work in a hybrid sales world. Find out why. Outreach is the right solution at click.outreach.io forward slash 30MPC. That is click.outreach.io forward slash 30MPC. This episode of the Sales Hacker Podcast is sponsored by Pavilion. Pavilion is the key to getting more out of your career. Our private membership connects you with a network of thousands of like-minded peers and resources where you can tap into dozens of classes and training through Pavilion University. Make sure you take advantage of the Pavilion for Teams corporate membership and enroll your entire go-to-market team in one of our industry-leading schools and courses, including Marketing School, Sales School, Sales Development School, and Revenue Operations School. Unlock your professional potential and your team's professional potential with a Pavilion membership. Get started today at joinpavilion.com. Once again, that's joinpavilion.com. This episode of the Sales Hacker Podcast is brought to you by Verisint. High-performing revenue organizations have a plan for growth. Get yours with Verisint. Set smarter goals and design territories to maximize your revenue potential. Create incentives that motivate the behaviors needed to achieve your goals. Use AI-driven insights to make better decisions and outdo previous performance. Learn how veriscent can help you create a predictable growth engine at veriscentcom forward slash saleshacker. Again, that is is forward slash saleshacker. He's the first returning guest in the th- in the four-year history of the podcast and uh, one of the preeminent CROs in Chicago, uh, Todd Capone. Please welcome him to the stage
1: we need to move these chairs? All right. Todd, thank you. All right. Thank you. Hello. Um, all right. So I'm so glad that I came a little early. Uh, I'm literally like I wrote this, and I'm totally altering it based on the conversations that have already taken place. But I want to get nerdy with everybody. All right. So what we're going to talk about is really breaking down the science of intrinsic inspiration. So I want to give you a framework or a way to think about, with your teams, the six things that contribute to why they show up every day, they do their best, they stay, and they become advocates to their friends, all right? And so I guess to start off, um, oh, you left your phone. There you go. So to start off, I just, I wanted to start with a little story um, and ask you kind of like an informal survey, So for me, uh, this was back in 2006. Uh, I'm aging like guacamole up here. But um, I was like, before that, kind of like a B plus B sales rep. But I always knew that sales leadership was my jam, right? Like, I I wanted to lead. I wanted to build a team. I wanted to grow a team in the tech space. Um, Like a moron, in 2003, I bought a sales training company and promptly ran it into the ground. Um, In 2006, though, I got hired out to run basically sales ops for a Silicon Valley startup called Right Hemisphere. Uh, You've never heard of them because we built it up and sold it to SAP in 2010. But here's just a quick little story about my first promotion. So day two, I fly out to Fremont, California, and it's sales kickoff. So sales kickoff, we like a cheap hotel, like a Hilton Garden Inn in Fremont. uh, We're doing sales kickoff. My, uh, the VP of sales that hired me to come run ops, uh, was like old school, like, you know, we're going to pound you with commits, uh, for like all day. And like, that's not high enough. And like, you know, that kind of crap. We get done with day one. My CEO is like, Hey, do you want to ride to dinner? Like, yeah. So I jump in the car with him. He's driving an old school PT cruiser. Like this guy's the CEO and he's driving a purple PT cruiser from like 1993, um, we, we go, and like the first thing he asked me is like, Todd, why are you here? And I was like, I, I kind of want to learn from Tom, who's the VP of sales, and like watch a company like this grow. I've been with the big ones, the SEPs, the computer associates. I want to watch one grow like this. And then eventually, I want to build and run my own, like I want to run a tech sales organization. He's like, cool. Forgot about that conversation. Two years later... I'm in Germany enabling one of our partners. Um, my SIM card on my phone's not working, so nobody can get a hold of me. It's 2 in the morning. My solution engineer that's with me is banging on my hotel room door at 2 in the morning. And I'm like, dude, like, I just got over jet lag. I finally fell asleep. What do you want? He's like, Michael, the CEO, needs to talk to you right now. He's with the board. I'm like, talk to me? Like, about what? So I get on the phone with him, and, he's, and he gives me this story. He's like, Todd, I got bad news and good news. Bad news is we had to let Tom go, your VP of sales that brought you here. How are you feeling about that? And I was like, I guess I'm going to wait until what the good news is. And he says, we think you're ready. Like, awesome, right? Like, I'm not sleeping again tonight. Thanks. But um, here's the thing. My question for you is, like, I didn't get promoted because I had been trained extensively in sales leadership. I had... Like, no structure, no process for sales leadership. It was just because I said that I wanted to, and he kind of mentored me through it. For you, and if you lead teams, how many of you have ever gotten formal sales leadership or revenue leadership training? We got, like, two and like normally, and there's a, there's a third, like I, I asked a group in San Diego last week and like there was, a, it was zero. And then the week before that there was one and he's like, Microsoft trained me in 1995. There's like a huge hole in sales leadership structure. And that's what I faced that next day. I woke up, I'm suddenly running a tech startup sales organization. And like, I literally am like a dog chasing a car down the street. Right. Like every single morning it was like, which direction is it going? What fire do I have to deal with? You know, this rep's not doing well. I got this pipeline issue. I've got a deal that on the ropes. Uh, this person quit. I got a board meeting coming up. Like, what do I do? And so I created a structure and I created a process for myself. And then I've added in all the nerdy behavioral science into it with it. And so today, what I want to do is share with you the behavioral science. Bless you. Uh, Share with you the behavioral science of that whole intrinsic inspiration because of this. That day one, I had always grown up to believe that this was my team, right? A room full of coin-operated machines, right? And like, sales reps are coin-operated if you're doing it wrong. I believe that there's, there's science behind this idea that when variable compensation becomes the reward for doing work we want to do instead of the motivator, that wins in good times and in bad. And like it never become more important than like, when I talk about good times. Here's a, a chart that I had put together myself, so don't hold me to it. But I was looking at crunch-based data around the number of new unicorns each year. Right? You've se- have you seen something like this before? This is freaking nuts to me. But you talk about good times. From 2008 or 2017 to, through 2020, there was 569 new unicorns valued you know, over a billion dollars. 569. 2020 was the record at 167 in one year. And then 2021 comes around and beats the previous four years combined. And that's the situation that we've been living in coming up to now, right? This idea that the demand for salespeople is like exponentially higher than the supply. And so you've all been struggling with that. That's part of kind of like the change based on the conversations. Like that's been the whole gist of the conversations today. I'll give you my take on what I think has happened and why the great resignation came. I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Do you remember the days of uh, cable boxes? right? Like, you know, back, uh, we used to have a cable box in our house and it's wired in from the, the, the ground, right? We had like boxes on each one of the TVs and there was DVRs on them. So like all my kids' favorite shows were on them and there was no way to get that data off, right? So as Comcast would raise the price every single year, like uh, cost of programming has gone up, you're up $9 a year. We'd just be like, oh, screw it. Like we, we got to eat it. So we would constantly eat that punch in the face that Comcast would give us every year because the physical cost was high, right, because the only alternative is you're going to put a satellite dish on my roof and then wire in through there, and the emotional cost was high because my kids would lose all the favorite episodes that had been recorded in the DVR, so we just ate it. Now, you fast forward to a couple of years ago when we finally came to the realization that, hey, now we could have streaming. Right? We just get a little Roku device, and then we subscribe to all these different um, you know, programs, and now the DVR issue goes away. Who cares? We get all the episodes instead of my kids' favorite ones, and there's no commercials. Fantastic. So we had signed up for DirecTV Now. We went a couple of years with them. And then all of a sudden, they send us an email saying, due to the cost of programming, the price has gone up nine ninety nine a month. Within 20 minutes, we unplugged and plugged into YouTube TV. Now, why? And what does that have to do with the Great Resignation? I think it has everything to do with the Great Resignation. The world changed, right? Where the physical cost to change jobs completely disappeared, right? Your commute stays exactly the same. Maybe your marketing department sends you a new pair of logoed socks, right? Right? And the emotional cost is not there. We can argue all day long that the virtual happy hours that we did created those connections, but they don't to the point where you're sitting in the trenches with these individuals every single day. So one little blip in your engagement with your employer, and you're gone, right? That's what we saw happen. That's what at least I saw happen. I've seen lots of explanations for it, but hey, quotas went up. Like, we're gonna treat this just like we did before. Quotas are going up. We gotta grow 20%. Reps like, unplug, see ya. Territories got smaller. I just lost a deal. My pipeline doesn't look so good. Oh, I just went to a party and one of my buddies is freaking killing it and their company is hiring. Unplug, plug in. Right? So the physical cost, non existent. The emotional cost, non existent. So the triggers to change are almost infinite. And so we have to change that, right? That was the good times. Let's talk about the hard times and what we've been talking about today. So let's go back to this chart. Um, One of the things I was just telling Sam, he didn't know about me. I don't know if any of you know, but I'm a nerd for the history of sales. Like, I don't know if any of those people exist. But, like, I've got a collection of books from the early or the late 1800s, early 1900s on sales, right? Like, that when cool people are doing cool things. I'm reading that crap on like a Friday night. Anyway, here's one thing that I found really, really interesting. In 1921, there was something I like to call the great salesperson purge. Here's what happened. In that year, there was 85% salesperson turnover. Now, what's amazing about it, though, is that the 10 years leading up to it, and that's involuntary. That's not voluntary. That's involuntary turnover. The 10 years leading up to it look exactly like the last 10 years right now, almost to the creepy, like totally creepy. Now, I'm not here ringing the hear ye, hear ye, the end is near bell by any means, but here's the, the piece that I found really crazy. There was a lead up of slow and steady growth, and then there was a economic disruption that took place in 1918. That was us going into World War I, right? 2020 was COVID. Doesn't last long. COVID didn't really affect the economy for long. It was a short period of real bad hiccup. And then we came out of it with massive growth, like crazy, that kind of growth. That's what happened in 1919 and 1920. All of a sudden, turnover in 1919 and 1920 is 60%. And that's voluntary turnover. More jobs than there are reps. So reps were literally chasing money. And then all of a sudden, what happened? Huge inflation spike. Beginning late 1920, early 1921, we had record inflation. And then the bottom dropped out. Like crazy levels. 77% turnover in 1921, 85% turnover in 1922. And that was all involuntary. Sales teams, sales leaders were purging their entire sales forces. It was crazy. It's great to see everybody getting ahead of that, right? Because I don't think that needs to happen now, and there's a lot more controls. But what is important is our ability to make sure that our teams, the ones that win, are the teams that stay engaged, right? And that will run through a brick wall for you and your company. So I want to take you through those six pieces. I'm going to kind of whip through these, but hopefully you can write them down as a framework for yourself to think about, hey, you know what? If I build maintain and grow each of these six things, my team is going to stick around and they're going to overperform. And if I don't, one, two, that's trouble.
0: One, two, three, four. Hey everybody, Sam Jacobs. Uh, really liked that conversation with Todd uh, and, and the presentation. And we've got part two coming up this coming Friday. Todd's just Really brilliant and really, you know, intuitive in terms of what it comes to leading and managing. And so I'm really excited for the second part of his presentation, which you hear this coming Friday. And I hope you enjoyed this first part. And uh, just a reminder, you know, uh, Pavilion's got a number of amazing courses coming up specifically designed for the recession, specifically designed for an economic downturn. All of them included in a Pavilion for Teams corporate membership, which includes your entire sales organization, your entire marketing organization. So if you're worried, if you're nervous that your sellers are not empowered, with the right messaging, the right mentality, the right approach to help your company grow through the coming economic volatility, I really encourage you to take a look at Pavilion. Of course, I am biased. I am the CEO of the company. Regardless, on Friday, this coming Friday, you'll hear part two of my conversation with Todd Capone. And before we go, let's thank our sponsors. And we'll talk to you next time. This episode of the Sales Hacker Podcast had three amazing sponsors. The first is Outreach. Outreach, the first and only engagement and intelligence platform built by revenue innovators for revenue innovators. Go to click.outreach.io forward slash 30MPC. We're also brought to you by Pavilion, the key to getting more out of your career. Enroll in sales school, sales development school, marketing school, and our upcoming recession education pack, including selling through an economic downturn, marketing through an economic downturn, and leadership through an economic downturn, Learn more at joinpavilion.com. And of course, Verisint, high-performing revenue organizations have a game plan for growth. Learn how Verisint can help you create a predictable growth engine at verisint.com forward slash sales hacker.